0: That's at night. Now, here's John Katzimatidis.
1: John, we've got another guest coming up here. We've got Ambassador James Gilmore is on deck here on Katzimatidis. He at night. was a
2: member, uh, he was the head of the Republican National Committee at one time. He was governor of Virginia. And uh, he called me this afternoon and says he's got some uh, interesting news about the Ukraine. Uh, how are you, Ambassador? Mm-hmm. By the way, Hello. did we have interesting news about Donald Trump wanting to testify?
0: That's interesting news, John. Uh, I think he can have a chance to finally have his say in open public, in front of everybody, and uh, not being filtered out by the ma- mainstream media. So,
2: Will they know, turn off the TV that. sets and not show it?
0: <laughs> 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 i think the i think the united states will see it if he to be testifies.
1: what, what do, you, do you think he's really going to do it um ambassador this is rita cosby which is I great to reconnect with you what do you think will the committee say i mean has he called their bluff now they got to do it what do you think
0: well no if he calls their bluff they got to do it if they've issued a subpoena and he says, fine i'll come in and have my side of the story i think they have to do it now they'll yell at him but that just makes the uh his supporters matter. So I think, uh, you know, there's a case to be made, but he has to decide what he knows about it and what he's prepared to say about it. And I have no idea what that is.
1: Isn't this stunning, though? Uh, we just broke in, as you may have heard, Ambassador, with this news that according to Fox News, a source close to President Trump says that he wants to testify. Now, two things could happen. Either it happens or he says I wanted to, but my attorneys advised me otherwise. Uh, we're, do you think it's real?
0: Well, I think he's gotta tell his side of the story at some point. And I'm sure he, I'm sure he's been advised by his lawyers to keep quiet until he's uh, you know, somebody really puts him under pressure. But he so far hasn't really had a chance to tell his side of the story of what he did or did not do on uh, January the sixth. Uh but so far I don't think anybody's offered any evidence that he tried to incite that riot. I mean, but let's wait and see. They can they can quit him after all this year long mess that they've been doing in January the sixth. They can they can quit him and he can get his day in court.
2: But Governor Ed Cox here, and uh, you were a great oh, yeah. governor of Virginia. Uh,
0: and you're a great friend to me. I've visited you many times in New
2: York. Yeah. The, um, my question is, would you really want, from a political point of view, to have Trump testify before the election, for that whole no, circus to happen before the election?
0: Yeah, it's really a great point. I would think that what they would want to do is bring him in after the election. It's nearby. And really, the, it, it the whole thing is intended to be a distraction. The only thing that the left has got really to talk about is, is Donald Trump. And it is true, Ed. You're right. We need to keep our, our, our eye on the things that's really of concern to people, and that's inflation. That's crime in the streets. That's the price of gasoline and, uh, and groceries. It's what's going on on the southern border. It's education of our children. These are the things that, that Republicans are talking about. So you're right. It may be intended to be a diversionary tactic before the election.
2: Well, maybe if it happened before the election, the committee would be able to decide how to get abortion into it also.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. They throw that in there. (laughs)
2: Uh, No doubt. You know, what what about also—oh, go ahead, John. The ambassador called me this afternoon and said he had some interesting news about the Ukraine. Would you like to tell us?
0: Well, of course, uh, we all have been reading the headlines, and I have not been talking on radio or publishing just about the current events. Uh, but I think that it's, it's very key for, to put it in strategic perspective. And I believe that it's absolutely essential that the Ukrainians win and that they push the Russians out. I think we've got to avoid pushing them into a negotiation where they're supposed to surrender. I think that if the Russians prevail, then aggression and war crimes and atrocities become the, the rule of the day. And then that's going to spread across the uh, the whole world, including Taiwan. So I think we're doing the right thing by supporting the Ukrainians. And I'm going to state this. I'm nervous about what I'm seeing in a small minority of the conservative movement, people who are coming out and saying, well, we, we shouldn't be doing this. You hear it on Fox News. You hear it in uh, Heritage Action. You... CPAC actually said something about it and then withdrew it. Uh, But uh, there's this this tendency now for isolationism and neo-isolationism, and we shouldn't get involved, and we don't like the Ukrainians, and they're not Democrats, and all this. What matters here is to prevent the Russians from prevailing with their trying to reassemble their empire again, and that's the key. And I'm ashamed of my fellow uh, conservatives, and I'm a lifelong Reagan conservative, and he was no
2: isolationist. Great point. You
1: know,
2: uh, go ahead, Ed. Yeah. And, uh, governor, if you, people like Petraeus who have real battle experience say it's over as far as the Russians in Ukraine. Ukrainians are going to push them out. They've got the, 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 the moral uh, impetus to do it. The Russians are demoralized. The new troops coming in really aren't trained very well. Uh, but let's assume that happens. That the Russians get pushed out, including out of Crimea. What happens after that? You've had the experience as ambassador to that, uh, uh, to a a place where you could observe this firsthand in uh, in Eastern Europe and all the issues there.
0: Well, nobody can predict what happens. I, I know what what the danger is of this war, uh, because as ambassador in, in Vienna, when I was working with all these ambassadors at OSCE. Uh, they were very resolute about it. The Baltic countries, Poland, Slovakia, uh, Romania, they all get the drill. They know what the truth is, and they're supporting the Ukrainians as well as some of the Western Europeans, the Western Europeans as well. But you have asked me what comes after that. Yes. Well, I mean, I think you've got to stop the Russians. That's the main thing, and that's going to be a message to the Chinese that they can't take the gamble. And, and then at that point, what happens? Well, you know, uh, I think that uh, good—you know the right thing prevails. And then the Russians have got to uh, look into themselves. And I think over the long run, at some point, the Russian country has got to look at itself in the mirror and say, this is ridiculous. Uh, We should not have an autocracy like this. We should not have a dictatorship. And we should not be slaughtering our young men on the battlefield for no good purpose.
1: Absolutely. And uh, by the way, Ambassador, I'm half Polish. So believe me, um, I think the Poles have really stepped up. And it's so important to protect those borders. I agree with you. Thank you very much for being with us, Ambassador. Great to have you here. you got to come back on again soon. Your perspective is so terrific.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having the chance to talk to you. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.